This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of Let's Ride, which is a part of the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of Fans First Sports Network, FFSN. Welcome back to a Wednesday episode of the Let's Ride podcast. I'm excited for this show. Happy hump day, everyone. Hope that you've got a great start to your week. We're halfway there, folks. Hang in there as we get ready for the weekend and as we get a little bit closer to that big event at the end of April, we're talking about the 2023 NFL Draft. It's being held in Kansas City. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure that place is going to be absolutely bumping as it comes to that three-day selection process. But still, we have a lot of Steelers stuff to talk about today. We've got some news. Reported new player. Mel Kuyper's back at it. Uncle Mel's drunk. Might want to go check on him real quick. And then, obviously, we're going to talk about the crux of the podcast, which is about expectations for rookie classes. But let's get things started with that new player, the new player that was mentioned. Now, again, this was reported, reportedly signing a new defensive lineman. The name should sound familiar, not the player, but the agent, David Cantor. That's the same guy that was Keanu Neal's agent, Braden Fehoko's agent, He's back at it again. He puts out a nice, clean image. Hey, congratulations to Armin Watts, formerly of the Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings. He has inked a deal, supposedly, with the Steelers. We have no idea how much it's worth. We have no idea how the how the, the length of the contract is. Here's what we do know about Armin Watts. Armin Watts was drafted in the sixth round of the 2019 draft by the Minnesota Vikings. Watts appeared in seven games with one start his rookie season. In three years with the Vikings, Watts appeared in 40 games, had 10 starts with nine coming into 2021. With 90 tackles, Watts had 13 quarterback hits, seven sacks, three forced fumbles, and one pass defense in Minnesota. Now, after failing to make the Vikings 53-man roster, Watts was claimed off of waivers by the Chicago Bears where he appeared in 17 games with 12 starts. In his lone season in Chicago, he had 35 tackles, four for a loss, and one sack. But now you look at a very crowded defensive line group. Dave Schofield wrote this article for the website. You're talking Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Montrevious Adams, DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Loudermilk, Braden Fajoko, Jonathan Marshall, and Rennell Wren. Those last two were on Futures Reserve contracts. But here's the thing. Mike Tomlin was dead serious when he talked about competition. Competition is being paramount here. 
How are they going to compete? So competition is huge. And Armin Watts, uh, I think Jeffrey Benedict said it best. Uh, I think he said this on our Slack channel, that if Braden Fajoko is that lockdown anchor on the interior of the defensive front, Watts, Watts, not TJ Watt, but Armin Watts is the polar opposite. He's the guy that in obvious passing downs, you want to get him on the field, let him use his pass rushing technique, try to do some damage in the backfield. So Armin Watts, it hasn't been made official yet, but as of everything we've seen so far, why would the agent lie now? He was right with Fahoko and Neil. I'm sure he's right with this one too. Welcome to the club, Armin Watts. All right, I brought up Mel Kuyper at the beginning of the show. You know, he he does his mock drafts. We all know this, but I, I do want to say something. You know, if you want to check out the mock draft in and of itself, you can go to behindthesteelcurtain.com. That website still exists, by the way. And I wrote that article for the website and two round mock drafts so that, that automatically gets Steeler fans' attention that either their ears peer up. Oh my gosh, three picks in the top forty nine. Oh boy, we gotta see what they have. Well, I don't know. Pick seventeen with <laughs> Paris Johnson Jr., who most people would consider to be a really, really great prospect at 17. Nope, he has him passing and going with Zay Flowers, who is a good receiver, would be a great addition to the offense, but I just I just don't see it happening. He has him going offensive tackle with pick number 32, and then a cornerback with pick 49. Check it out on the website. But I want to say something about Uncle Mel first. Okay, Mel Kuyper. I call him Uncle Mel. Uncle Mel's drunk again. He's never, he's rarely correct. I'll say that. But you got to give Mel Kuyper Jr. props. And when I say you got to give him props, the reason is this. Without Mel Kuyper Jr., I'll be honest, I don't think the NFL draft is as big of a thing as it is now. You know, everyone always thinks about the draft and, and what a huge spectacle it is. And it is. And it's been, it's become that. However, I don't know if it would be that without Mel Kuyper. I mean, this guy, he's from Baltimore, wrote for the Baltimore Sun. He was the first guy that said, you know what? I'm going to focus only on this one event, this one thing. He was ridiculed. He was mocked. People told him it was a waste of time. No one's going to care. Well, who's laughing now? Because now the NFL draft has maybe become the second largest event on the NFL calendar, second only to the Super Bowl. And that's that's incredible. And now he was not the sole driver of that. But he was a large reason why we all care so much about the NFL draft. Love him or hate him, Mel Kuyper, he still moves the needle one way or the other. So, all right. So, hey, some props to Uncle Mel out there. But he was, boy, at last mock, I think he was a little drunk. All right, let's get down to the nuts and bolts of this podcast here. And it's a simple message for me to you, the Steeler fan. It's time to be real about expectations for Steelers rookie classes. And I know that it's one of those things where you're looking at, like, um, you know, rookie class, this player is going to be, it's going to be great. This guy's going to be the next great thing, you know, whatever it is. So I was, I was just doing some research. I was looking at pro football reference has a really, it's, it's a really neat to be able to look at this in, in its entirety. It's every single Steelers draft class in their history. And it's all by class and stuff like that. It's really, really awesome. And, I was looking through this, and I was like, you know, I'm going to do a whole podcast about this, about how everyone has these lofty expectations for rookie classes, and I get it. But the thing is, is that maybe our expectations are a little too lofty. You know, we all think that every player is going to quote-unquote pan out. And history tells us that that simply isn't true. It just doesn't happen. 
So what I want to do is I'm going to go back to, and we're staying recent, recent-ish in 2010. Gosh, I can't believe that's recent-ish. And I want to take a look at players in rounds one through four and to see if they actually did pan out. You know, because I think that when you when you hear some of these names, you're going to, A, recognize them if you're old enough. But B, you're going to also see that there were more misses than hits. And, man, all those misses are, if you have nothing but misses, then that's going to set your franchise back. The Steelers did not have nothing but misses. So, all right, let's take a look at this. So going back to 2010, just the first four rounds, rounds one through four. So in 2010, the Steelers go with Marquise Pouncey in round one. Yes, I think he's a future Hall of Famer. Jason Worlds in round two. Could have been great, only played in 73 games. Emmanuel Sanders, he was good, just not with Pittsburgh. And then in the fourth round, Thaddeus Gibson who played in four total games for the Steelers. So you look at that. That's not a bad draft group. Not a bad draft group. And then you throw in the fact that in the sixth round, you have Antonio Brown, and you know all about that. We don't need to go there. Let's go to 2011. Cam Hayward in round one, future Hall of Famer. Love to see the dude get a ring. Man, that's that's that guy now, by the way. You got to get him a ring. Number two, round two, Marcus Gilbert. Yeah, he played well. I mean, yeah, until he had injury issues, played well. Round three, Curtis Brown. Curtis Brown, not the best. In round four, Cortez Allen. You know, they, uh, this is something that, uh, bad language. Brian Davis talked about double dipping at cornerback. They did it in here. And you you look at those two guys, Curtis Brown played 34 games. Cortez Allen, 56, never really panned out after getting that second contract. But still, those top two picks, Cam Hayward, Marcus Gilbert, very good. Let's go to 2012, David DeCastro, pick number 24. No one thought he'd be around. Second round, Mike Adams. No, that was that was not good. Uh, the third round pick, Sean Spence. Rookie year, tears his knee up. Never the same. Fourth round, Alameda Teamu. Played 21 games. He only played 21 games. You know, you look at that, that same draft, the seventh round, the very last pick for the Steelers, Kelvin Beecham played 152 games for the Steelers. But still, those top four, you're looking at David DeCastro, fantastic. Mike Adams, no. Sean Spence, injured. Tamu, Ta- no. Not a good group. Not a good group. 2013, here we go. Jarvis Jones called himself the sack master. No, he was not. Uh, Le'Veon Bell in the second round, great pick. Third round, Marcus Wheaton. Two fourth round picks, Shamarco Thomas and Landry Jones. I want you all to think about this as a perfect example. We're going to finish the exercise, but still, Shamarco Thomas, everyone said, this is it. This is the guy. He's the guy that could be like the next heir apparent at safety once Troy Palomalu is done and retired. The dude just couldn't. He couldn't wrap his head around it. I don't know if it was the system. I don't know if it was the player, if it was a combination of both. He didn't pan out. Everyone thought he would, but he didn't. And honestly, Marcus Wheaton didn't really pan out either. We know Jarvis Jones didn't. Le'Veon Bell did. If He didn't screw up his own career, but still... Let's continue. 2014, Ryan Shazier. Round two, Stefan Tuitt. Round three, Dree Archer. Pfft, ugh. Round four, Martavis Bryant. I mean, look at this group. I mean, this group had some potential. Ryan Shazier, we know about the injury. Stefan Tuitt, horrible what happened to his brother. He retires early. Dree Archer only plays in 20 games. Martavis Bryant, the drug issues, the off-the-field issues. What could have been of that 2014 class? Still, never panned out. Let's go to 2015. They go Bud Dupree round one. 
Senquez Golson doesn't even play a game in round two. Sammy Coates, only, I mean, he stayed there for his rookie contract and then leaves. He's out of the league. He played in 44 games. Doran Grant was the fourth round pick, played in three games. Three games. Think about what I'm saying, you Dupree. Okay, he got a fifth year option. He got a, you know, eventually leaves when the salary cap goes down. But still, Senquez Golson never even plays a, a preseason game. Sammy Coates never lived up to the hype. Doran Grant, no. That's what I'm talking about here. Let's go to 2016. Artie Burns is the first-round pick. Sean Davis is the second-round pick. Javon Hargrave, the third-round pick. And Gerald Hawkins was the fourth-round pick that year. Gerald Hawkins played in 19 games. Sean Davis, uh, he he played 70 games. I'm not going to take it away from him. Artie Burns played 72. Javon Hargrave was the stud of that group. Javon Hargrave playing 111 games, gets a big money deal with Philly, gets another big money deal with San Francisco this past offseason. Kudos to him, but that group, not good. Let's go to 2017. Most people say that this was one of the best draft classes in recent Steelers memory. Let's go over it. TJ Watt, we know about him. Juju Smith-Schuster, second round. Cam Sutton in the third. James Conner in the third. Joshua Dobbs in the fourth. So, these guys all had, they all contributed in their own way with the Steelers. TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. He's one of the world's best. Juju Smith Schuster obviously gave what he gave to the Steelers. Cam Sutton just recently leaves in free agency. James Conner spelt. He's injury, injury plagued early partial of his career. He's now in Arizona. Joshua Dobbs bouncing around the league. Still a pretty good group. Let's go to 2018. Terrell Edmonds, first round, second round, James Washington, third round, Mason Rudolph. Third round, Chooks Okorafor. Edmonds, Mr. Reliable, James Washington, Grandpa Strong, never panned out. Mason Rudolph, they spent a lot of these mid-round picks on quarterbacks. Like You talk about Landry Jones. You talk about uh, Joshua Dobbs, now Mason Rudolph. I mean, my gosh, none of these guys ever stuck, even as a backup. Landry Jones was the closest thing to it. Uh, Chooks Okorafor in the third round, he's the one that has stuck around the longest now that Terrell Edmonds has left. 2019, Devin Bush Jr. in round one, no second round pick. Third round, Deontay Johnson and Justin Lane. And the fourth round, Benny Snell. And then you think about, I look at the rest of this group, Sutton Smith. Remember Sutton Smith in the sixth round of that year? Everyone thought, this guy's it. This guy's going to be the next great pass rusher. This is the best. Doesn't pan out. They all They don't always pan out, folks. So I'm trying to say... Like Deontay Johnson still on the team. Justin Lane, no. Devin Bush, no. Benny Snell, still a free agent. Let's go to 2020. Chase Claypool, second-round pick. Alex Highsmith, third-round pick. Anthony McFarland and Kevin Dotson were your fourth-round picks. McFarland is, was a practice squad guy. He's on a futures contract. Kevin Dotson in the final year of his rookie deal. Alex Highsmith, he's obviously going into the final year of his deal, but very productive. Chase Claypool's not even on the roster anymore. Traded. Traded away. Let's go to 2021. We all, you know, now we're talking about guys that should still be on the team. Not really, though. Najee Harris in round one. Pat Fryermuth round two. Kendrick Green round three. Two fourth-round picks. Dan Moore and Buddy Johnson. I mean, think about this, folks. Kendrick Green didn't play a snap last year. and This was after starting almost every game his rookie year at center. Doesn't even dress for a game in 2022. Dan Moore, fantastic. No one had really high hopes for him. Buddy Johnson, he's not even on the Steelers roster anymore. Couldn't even make the team in year two. So what is the moral of this story here? Like that, that's what we're talking about. The moral of the story is this, that we all have all this hope 
and put all this energy into these players. And when you think about last year's draft class, someone like a Mark Robinson. Now, I know he wasn't rounds one through four. I didn't want to bore you with going through every single draft pick during that time. But is Mark Robinson going to pan out? Some people, even some people here on our own Steel Curtain Network, they think he will. And that's that's great. That's great. They're allowed to think that. But I've also seen enough of these and looked at enough of these lists that I just read that make me know that that's not always the case. It's not always the case. So we got to keep that in the back of our heads. Not all these things pan out. Not all these players pan out. These draft classes as as a whole pan out. So we need to tailor our expectations accordingly. You just hope that they have a couple hits. You you talk about some of these draft classes, you're like, okay, well, first two picks were great. After that, not so much. At least you got the first two picks right. You have to have a couple hits in these draft classes or else it's going to set the franchise back. All right, folks, coming up after this break, I'm going to dive headfirst into the mailbag segment. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Fans, welcome back to the second half of the show. It is time for the mailbag segment. You know what that means. You ask the questions, I give you the answers. Do this on Twitter every Tuesday. You can follow me or find my feed at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. You ask, I answer. Let's get the show on the road. Dr. Anthony asked too, hey Jeff, a recent Cutting Room Floor podcast argued, that's Jeffrey Benedict's podcast, by the way, the Steelers were changing defensive philosophies, moving away from athletic freaks toward more cerebral players. If you were a GM, which would your philosophy be, freaks or smarts? I've always felt, in any athletic endeavor, give me a guy that knows where to be and knows where everyone else is supposed to be, and they will be able to play faster. Now, yes, you can't really substitute the freak of nature, speed, and athleticism, but I want you to think about a player I mentioned in the first half of this show, like Dree Archer. Dude had blazing speed. It meant nothing. It meant nothing. So I think that you have to be able to pair the two together. If you can, those are the best prospects. It's not a way. It's easier said than done. I get it. The second question from Dr. Anthony. Do you think the, quote, we build through the draft, end quote, mantra is a myth considering very few Steelers players get a second contract. Players left from the draft, 2015, 0, 2016, 0, 2017, 1, 2018, 1, 2019, 3, uh, 2020, 3. You know, I, I don't know. The one year where everything, you know, the salary cap tanked, it really did throw a wrench in a lot of things. So I want to make sure that, you know, we all understand that building through the draft is the way that you can fill out a roster. I think it's still how you build your roster, but you fill it out through free agency as well. Sometimes you have a swing and a miss. I just went over that. So if you have a swing and a miss, you got to make sure that you're covering things up through free agency. Unfortunately, the Steelers have had to do that a lot in recent years. All right, let's go to uh, David Briggs. He said, number one, do you listen to any non-sports podcasts like a Joe Rogan news or a true crime? Um, I'm not a, sometimes I'll listen to Joe Rogan if he has a guest on that I care about. Um, 
other than that, the only other podcast that I actually enjoy, um, the Aubrey Marcus podcast is one that I actually like to listen to. He has some really good guests that have some different takes, and it's not sports-related. Yes, he's had Aaron Rodgers on. I find those to be very boring. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, it's it's fine. I mean, what they're talking about is good, but I like his other stuff as well. He definitely thinks outside the box. Uh, the second question the country seems to be off the rails, especially lately. Does having this platform help your sanity? So, uh, yeah, there's stuff that happens in our country that I, I'm not saying that this helps with my sanity. I will say that, and I, we said this a lot during lockdowns and stuff like that when we were still podcasting. We said that we understand that a lot of people are struggling. And I know with the way that our society is right now that a lot of people might struggle just day to day. And what we've always said and what I've always said and prided myself on is that if if for 30 minutes on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning, I can mentally take you away from that chaos, away from that maybe negativity, if that's the way you view things, then I'm doing my job. Like that's my job is to get you for that time period, whether it's on your way to work, on the treadmill, cleaning up the house, doing the dishes, whatever you're doing when you got when you're listening to me. If I can mentally take you away from anything else that you're dealing with, we've had, I've had listeners that have said, Jeff, you know, I just went through a death in the family. Listening to your show really helped just get my mind off it. There is no better compliment to me than that. So I'm more worried about your sanity than mine, David, if I'm being honest. All right. Next, go to Heath Davis. He asked a bunch of questions. Here we go. El Jefe, who is your favorite uh, outside the Steelers signing of the offseason? Mine, this is Heath's, is Keanu Neal. I watched him at Florida. I can tell you he fears no man. I played against him in high school. He had the nickname the Grim Reaper, and I learned why the hard way. Do not recommend. Oh, man. Heath got jacked up by Keanu Neal. That's awesome. It was, hey, consider that uh, retribution for the bad nickname for Kenny Pickett. Anyways, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hope you're okay. Uh, My favorite outside addition, I'm going to go with Isaac Sayamalu. I think that he's just a guy that can upgrade the offensive line in a big way, and I think that's exciting for me. Um, next question from Heath. You are promoted to principal of the school you teach, and Troy Palomalu, James Harrison, Willie Parker, Charlie Batch, and Antonio Holmes apply and are hired as teachers. What classes do they teach? All right, let's do this. Troy Palomalu is a guidance counselor because he's super soft-spoken. I feel like his – Religious background would help him be a calming influence on students. James Harrison, and I'm going to go back to my high school days. I went to a private school. We had this position. I'm going to give it to James Harrison, and that is the dean of discipline. Yes, there was a dean of discipline at my high school. James Harrison would be the dean of discipline at this school. Willie Parker, uh, give me Willie Parker and Santonio Holmes to anchor the PE department. I think they'd be a good duo. And then Charlie Batch, I'm going to have him being – He's my assistant principal. I think he would be great in that role, the assistant principal. Good question. Thinking outside the box here. Final question from Heath. Is there a way you could do a series of polls on Twitter and then announce the SCN Steelers Fan Choice Awards at the end of the season? I think it would be fun to have the Ride or Die crew vote on different things for Steelers like MVP, unsung players, best play. Yeah, we can do that. We could absolutely do that. I'll look into that for sure. King Tibbs asks two questions. One, What's your insurance plan for Mason Cole? I know you're not a draft guy, but I'm thinking a third or fourth round guy wouldn't be bad. Anyone come to mind? So first, I think that they have a lot of insurance policies on the line already. Talking about James Daniels, played center in college. 
talking about Isaac Samalu snapped. Nate Herbig has snapped the football. They've all played center. So I think that's your insurance plan. But if they want to look long term, I don't think they're gonna they, they're gonna have to use a second round pick, in my opinion. Whether it's uh Schmitz, uh, I think that's that's his name from Minnesota. I love the Wisconsin uh center, and I also like the Ohio State center too. There's three guys there. You're probably gonna have to spend one of your second round picks, maybe an early, maybe a third to get those guys, but not a bad question and not a bad query. Next from uh, King Tibbs, if the top three corners and tackles are all gone, which position would you draft? I would look for the defensive front. That's where I'm going if all the corners and tackles are gone. RJ asks, O'Doyle rules. <laughs> That's because I used a Happy Gilmore gif. If you could pick anyone from the Pirates to come play for the Steelers, who would it be? What position would they play? Well, up until um, the accident, we'll put it that way, of O'Neill Cruz not being able to slide into home plate and fracturing his his ankle and requiring surgery and going to be out for four months. Other than that, um, let's see here. Give me here, Pirates player. Oh, Jack Sawinski. We'll go with him. I Give me a wide receiver. I think he'd be a good slot guy. He's got some speed. Brandon Diaz asks several questions. Number one, how's the streets in Maryland going wild for OBJ? Oh, man, I love talking trash to the Ravens fans in the gym, at work, you name it. I keep on saying the same thing. Who's going to throw them the football? They have no answer. Number two, based on the roster today, over under 10 wins. Hmm. Based on the roster today? You know what? I'm optimistic. I say over. Number three, just read a post from another fan page that the Steelers are talking to the Bears to trade up to nine. Is that realistic? I think that's absolutely realistic. The Bears could be looking to get their number 32 pick back. But this, the the concern I have, it's not that it's not realistic. It's who do they covet that much? You know, is it a Nick Gonzalez? Is it, or I'm sorry, Christian Gonzalez? Is it, uh, is it one of the linemen? I don't know. Makes me nervous. Just stay put, it's my opinion. And then for honest opinion, can this O-line be an X-factor? Honest answer, yes, I think they can. I absolutely do. Good questions. Haskins QB1 says, Hey, Jeff, with Omar signing key positions in free agency, is now best is, is, is it now best player available, or do we still draft needs, and why hasn't Big Press done a fake punt yet and shown off that arm? So first and foremost, I think that they're they're just checking those boxes. We talked about that on other shows. They're making sure that every single proverbial box is checked so that they can go into the draft and say, okay, who's on the board, what's our positions of need, and let's take the best player available. I think that's how it actually works. I don't think that they just say, well, you know, this running back is the best player available. We're just going to take him. That wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. So I don't think it's by but just a BPA. I think they have their needs, their positional needs, and they have the players, and they take the best one. As for the fake punt, I think it's coming this year. Brian Haynes, he's back. Brian Haynes is back. Welcome back. He asked several questions. Would you rather Jarvis Landry or T.Y. Hilton on a cheap deal? I don't know what Brian Davis has been talking about Jarvis Landry being an attitude problem. I don't know where that came from. I don't remember hearing that. I'll take Jarvis Landry if he's healthy. Next, which AFC North team has made the best moves? You can say the Steelers or another team. Orlando Brown was a good signing, even if I don't like the Bungles. Well, it's not the Ravens. They did hardly made any moves. Cleveland made some moves. I thought they made some very smart moves. They they moved money around from Deshaun Watson to make space. The Bengals had a good free agency. I'm still going to go with, for sure, um, 
I, I still think Pittsburgh improved the most. We'll put it that way, if I'm being honest. Next one, Brian. If the Steelers are done in free agency, have they had a successful offseason? Well, the draft is a big part of that, but as of now, yes, I think they have. Next one, if you could poach any coach in the league to be a part of our team, who would it be and why? It would actually probably be Brian Flores. <laughs> Can we bring him back? Can we bring the guy back and just have him back at the same role for one more year at least? That would be great. I, I've, I admire Coach Flores. I think he's a good coach. That's who I would pick. And then the last one from Brian, are you impressed with Khan so far? Yeah, absolutely. I asked uh, on Monday's show, the Monday morning conversation, had Brian Batko on to the Post-Gazette. In case you didn't check it out, go back and listen. In case maybe you were off work, go back and listen. And he talked about how Omar Khan so far, I mean, yeah, he's made a couple signings, whether you talk about like Malik Reed, the trade with Denver. Uh, you talk about William Jackson the third. They're kind of meaningless, but, man, that Chase Claypool trade and that Larry Ogunjobi signing last year, good stuff. I like it. I like what I've seen. All right, let's go to the last question from Aiden Blaine. Hey, Jeff, how many meltdowns will Andrew Wilbar have during this year's NFL draft? The over-under set at two and a half. Well, let's, we'd have to define a meltdown first. If a meltdown is face down in the carpet with, like, throwing a temper tantrum almost, I'm going to take the under at two and a half. If a meltdown is Andrew gets verbally abusive towards the Steelers for making a pick that he doesn't like or passing on a player that he loves, then I'm going to take the over at two and a half. So it just depends on how you decipher what is a meltdown. Good question. I love ending on a good one like that. All right, that does it for the mailbag segment. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to participate in that. I do appreciate it. Make sure you're on the lookout on Friday. If Jeremy Jerome Betts will be on again for the All Bets Are Off segment. We'll be talking about all things NFL draft, as we always do. And make sure that you're just listening to everything on Steel Curtain Network, and as well as the Fans First Sports Network. The website is almost done. When that FFSN website's up, you'll be able to go to that site and see exactly the teams we have covered, and we're growing by the day. It's exciting. Good stuff there. Be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, folks, you know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you on Friday. Go see you. Was